This may be the year of the anti-establishment candidate, but the establishment will still get what it wants. The Monica Perez Show starts now. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Every Saturday from 3 to 6, basketball's over, football's over. Actually, there is a basketball game tomorrow. But basically, I'll be on every Saturday from 3 to 6 till probably Labor Day. So I've been moving around a lot. You may be kind of out of the loop. I've done some post-debate shows and other shows on Saturdays at different times. If you want to catch up on my podcast, go to MonicaPerezShow.com. And if you have heard everything I have to say about the uh, election, um, I don't know if I've said everything I have to say, but I'm beginning to get a little tired of it. I, it's just fatiguing me. I don't know if something can be shrill and boring at the same time, but I just feel like every time I turn on the cable news, it's just, um, you know, I'm just tired. It gives me tired head. It's making me tired. And, and it's making me a little bit depressed also. And it's not the same. I know a lot of people are feeling this or talking about it, saying, you know, it's just, uh, what does this country come to? People are acting so crazy. And uh, these candidates are so out there, fascist, socialist. You know, it's just, uh, what is wrong with people? And that is not what I'm worried about. I actually don't think that's really... Uh, at the heart of what's going on. The way I see what's going on is that, yes, there is for sure a disgruntlement in the general voting population. I think there's uh, an element of what they call cognitive dissonance, where your brain has like two ideas in its mind or like it can't match the picture with what it knows is true. I think that's the way voters feel about their politicians. And I think that's something that gave rise to the Tea Party, that gave rise to the Ron Paul movement. And these were all things that were really based on principle. But what I see going on now is what what depresses me, what I don't like about it is I feel like the mainstream media and the the real masterminds, you know, I always think of like David Axelrod as the mastermind. And I think people thought Karl Rove was the mastermind under Bush, like the real masterminds. And Dick Morris, I think, was one of those guys who would who can really uh, use these kind of emotions, these kind of reactions to their advantage. And I and I just feel like what's kind of depressing me this time is I feel like that the media is so totally in on it. Uh, The mainstream media I'm talking about, like national newspapers, the news services, cable tvs any place where they can say whatever they want and not name who their source is not offer any evidence and they're never challenged like that stuff to me is pure propaganda and and i'm willing to accept things that they can you know demonstrate with just the same kind of bottom line evidence that i can i have to i demand from alternative media so these are the 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 this is the element that i think is kind of in on this there was something i posted on my website a while ago of a leaked audio between Donald Trump and Micah Brzezinski, who's, um, I think she's the daughter of, uh, speaking of Brzezinski, maybe she's a granddaughter, but I thought she was the daughter. Anyway, she's a, a television, um, host like news anchor and on when they were at commercial or whatever, these Trump and Micah were talking offline and he said to her, don't ask me any hard questions. And she said, okay. 
you know, that is not something that would have happened to Ron Paul. Things have changed, I feel like, uh, or at least th- things aren't what they appear to be. And that's what is, that's the thing that's got me down, is that I feel like this isn't just a circus. It's a reality show. And I've mentioned that before. Uh, I'll give you an example of why, you know, what I think is going on. I So I mentioned David Axelrod. He was the guy who is credited or accused of, depending on whose side you're on, of getting Obama elected in Illinois to the Senate. And, and this, and he denies that he did this on purpose or was responsible for this, but people say it was him, that the both the primary opponent and the general election opponent of Obama uh, lost or bowed out or whatever because their divorce records were leaked or unsealed. Now, what is the likelihood of both of those guys getting this, meeting the same fate? Uh, you know, it's, it's, it smacks of a plot. So I thought, what does David Axelrod have to say about Hillary Clinton's campaign? And I found a quote from a year ago about approximately where Axelrod said in 2007, Hillary's campaign was this juggernaut of inevitability and it was a top down experience. Voters don't like to be told that their decision is predetermined. They want to be asked for their vote. And I actually think that it wasn't just a throwaway comment that was kind of like a plan. (laughs) And that's where Bernie Sanders came in, because historically, Bernie Sanders would always throw his hat into the ring or more than once. And, you know, there was nobody there to catch it because they laughed him right off the national stage. He's unelectable. He's ridiculous. He's a socialist. But this time they were all, wow, he's a real threat, whatever. And that's just such an obvious feedback mechanism that the media has so, so much power that uh, I feel like they are responsible for validating Bernie Sanders, whereas they chose to neutralize Ron Paul. And I, and I see this whole thing as a big manipulation, the way the media is operating. And I would say that they, they meaning what I would call the, the powers behind the throne and the powers behind the parties. I feel like at that level of politics and power and money, you're not talking about two ideologues going head to head. You know, you're not talking about George Soros and Charles Koch battling it out, you know, in a grudge match. It's not like that at all, in my opinion. It's really, even if you want to take it in a simplistic way, what Eisenhower called the military industrial complex, even if you're saying there are powerful forces who want the U.S. government to support, um, to subsidize the protection of oil interests in the Middle East. And and so maybe the energy companies want that or the defense companies want the government to use the military to do that. And the banks want the government to spend a lot of money to do that. I mean, to me, that's the military industrial complex, the energy, the oil, uh, the banks, the defense So what do those guys want? They want somebody in the White House who they don't have to worry about, who's going to get that done. And I feel like everybody up there will. I know people think they won't. And I I just uh, I've done some digging and this is my conclusion. But um, and but if they didn't, if those guys refused, they don't have to look much further than many of past presidents. I mean, JFK, Gerald Ford, Ronald Reagan were shot or shot at. Some people think Watergate was a coup to get Nixon out. I mean, you, you play ball or, uh, you know, see what, take your chances, <laughs> let's say. But it's not just that, I think. I think there is an element, which is, I think, probably obvious to everyone, 
that they like their ratings. Even if they are brainwashing us, they don't want to have to pay for it themselves. They like to be able to make a profit at that. And uh, the way I think of it is that the election cycle is to uh, big media what Black Friday is to retail. It's where they make all their money. So I feel like it's uh, that kind of thing. Also, that that the media hype is really uh, manipulative and to the point where, you know, kind of bums me out that we've that things are that bad, that that what you see is is not what you get at all. But. Another thing that I've been exploring more now than ever, and I didn't have to dig very deeply to see some really uh, um, kind of hard evidence and credible eyewitnesses on voter fraud that both in the general election, I, I always dismissed what people said about the hanging chat and Jeb Bush was the Florida governor and just dismissed it completely. I felt like the the media was totally... Uh, hostile to Bush, and you just couldn't believe anything they said, which I guess I still believe. But the, but the, there is evidence, a fair amount, that there was funny business in Ohio in 2004. I also heard of honey, funny business in Ohio for uh, Obama's elections. And there was lots of evidence and eyewitness reports of funny business in uh, the Ron Paul votes in the primaries. So voter fraud across the board, I actually just posted something recently on that. If you want to start your investigation, you can go to my website, MonicaPerezShow.com. I posted a few videos that have hard evidence in them, uh, testimony, stuff like that, and you can evaluate. So I'm satisfied. I believe that. And, and actually, I think it's the onus is on the government to, tell, to prove to me that my vote has counted. I want to watch my, my vote from when I put it, you know, I want to write on a piece of paper and put it in a shoebox and watch somebody open it, put it in a tally, you know what I mean, and run it to the, you know, city hall. And, and we don't see that. So it's really a, an act of faith. But how do I reconcile this media uh, just uh, intensity to get us to buy into the people they want to promote with the idea that the voting is basically under their control anyway. And here is where, where what the answer is, and it actually gives us some hope. We do have power, and I don't necessarily think that the ballot box has power because there really is no ballot box anymore. It's a ballot black box that... When that it's the consent of the governed is required in the end. So maybe the votes don't necessarily count one to one, but our perception that uh, our votes count are important. So even if every single person voted no to their guy or gal in this case, even if everybody voted no to their gal, if the perception is that 51% of the people voted yes in this kind of a democracy or democratic republic, we accept it. We say, okay, we consent to being governed by her. We really do. If we didn't, we could hold a Gandhi-style sit-in. And then and that's not what they want. Just to be able to shoot us like sitting ducks is not the control they need. They need us to get up and go to work. So I feel like this media thing is, is, about, uh, is, is about control and consent, consent of the governed. But that's where the hope is. And I'll talk a little bit about that. And, and actually, this uh, folds into the next topic I want to start talking about, which will be, we can talk about this, but then I want to talk about 
uh, Merrick Garland, the Supreme Court nominee, and his interesting history. And I want to get to your calls next, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750, WSB. I just got a tweet from Resist We Much who said I mispronounced Mika Brzezinski's name and it's Mika and she uh, is the daughter of Zbigniew Brzezinski who I quote all the time as being one of, I don't know if he's a mastermind or a liaison or whatever, of when I say there's us versus them, he's definitely the them. He's written books about, I mean, 1972, he cited how we would, or discussed how we would be in a such a highly controlled society that the government would be able to pull out a complete record of all of your personal data with one keystroke, which we know is true. It's uh, very interesting that she's a reporter on the news as if she's got just this completely agendaless, um, no uh, objective other, other than to inform us. And then uh, there is this audio of Trump telling her not to ask him hard questions and her saying, okay. So I feel like there's more going on than meets the eye in this whole media thing. And I feel like the way they manipulate us, they actually multitask in that they'll take an opportunity like they want to get ratings. They want to get their person in office who I think is Hillary. And especially that was the CNNBC show, which obviously I think if you're you, know, you can tell their partisanship would want Hillary. Uh, so they are going to do this stuff um behind the scenes and part of that is going to be uh beyond just their goal to make ratings and get their guy in office i think they multitask so when you see that trump rally the guy was you could see the same person popping up who was clearly to me an agent provocateur he was sent in there to cause trouble and he did and 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 it's not just for political stuff. It also fed into, which the whole Trump candidacy does, right or wrong, into the idea of uh, civil unrest or racial tension, dividing the population. And I think they do that because that plays into their hands. In a world of peace and prosperity, which I think our technology is, the, we should be living in a world of peace and prosperity. I actually think at this point, the government has become perverse and is actually working against peace and prosperity because what they need is conflict. And if they don't have conflict, uh, we won't let them take 40% of all the money that we generate. I mean, that's how much money the governments of the United States all combined spent 40%. Why would we do that? You know, why is that necessary? And I think they need to keep reminding us that it is necessary by um, just creating conflict both domestically and internationally. So I know those are big picture ideas, but they fold into some of the stuff I came up with just digging into Obama's Supreme Court nominee, Merrick Garland. Very interesting stuff. I want to tell you about that and get your calls next, 404 872 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is Monica Perez. And now for something completely different. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. 
I am your Libertarian Voice on WSB from 3 to 6, Saturday afternoons, taking your calls live, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. I had just laid out what I think is really going on with the media because I no longer have any faith that one voter, one vote. I just don't believe in it. I There's too much evidence that um, the voting is not valid like that anymore. And I just couldn't reconcile that with why they still spend so much money. They, you know, I'm just, I, I have concluded that there are powers that are bigger than the parties and uh, they, they, it's basically the, the government, the media, very big, big powers are after their own agenda and not to serve us. I don't think that's big news to anybody, but why do they put so much effort into changing our opinions if our votes don't count as much as we think they do. And my conclusion is uh, the obvious that they need our consent. But And so they spend all this effort. That's why they, they attack alternative media so hard. Anyone who thinks that there's something going on behind the scenes, anyone who points out, even in cases where obviously crimes are committed, corruption is involved, conspiracies have happened. I mean, they happen in the mob. Why wouldn't they happen in politics? They have since the beginning of time. But they really try to crush anybody who brings out that uh, those alternative narratives. And uh, why do they put so much effort into it? Because, and I had a listener, JJ, posted on my Facebook page, like, do, do they, you know, quotes and they, have an Achilles heel? And I think that's it. I think that's it, that it's as simple as that. And I think Gandhi got it right. I don't know if he was, uh, you know, right on everything, but he was right in that you could just stop cooperating. You don't realize. I'm not telling you not to go to work. I, all I'm thinking is is what I do, and I think it would make a difference if everybody did it. When I hear a, a mainstream media story that just gets pounded into our heads, I want to say, you know, don't believe it if it doesn't make sense first of all like we took out Gaddafi and uh you know terrorism went crazy in Libya we took out Hussein terrorism went crazy in Iraq if we take out Assad they're telling us oh terrorism will be better it's probably not true you know just okay but let's dig in you know I need more and that kind of thing or if they say something um that they claim to be true uh, if if you don't see the evidence for it, I would just reserve judgment. I think I actually think that that is powerful enough to uh, to change the system. And they're actually I, I can think of two examples where you'd you'd be more than justified in reserving judgment, especially on the big guys. One was a Florida case. I forget the reporter's name, but she sued and won, and then was then lost on appeal that uh, Monsanto asked Fox to uh, have her suppress her reporting on how much uh, hormones went into cows. And she, ha- and she just withdrew the story because she was forced to do so. She won her suit, and then the court overturned it, saying the, the news is not required to be true. Look into it. It's really crazy. And then there was another thing totally underreported. A major foreign policy expert on Fox, uh, I think, went to jail for fraud, lying about his credentials and all that kind of stuff. And you never hear any kind of apologies. Uh, you know, they do they vet these people or do they just find people who say what they want to say? So I just say be skeptical 
And that's the hope. That's actually the hope. It's so easy. I am not one who wants any kind of violent revolution at all. And uh, But I don't believe that the ballot box is going to work, at, certainly not at the national level. But anyway, I want to hear what you have to say. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. I'm going to Chris in Atlanta. Chris, you're on with Monica. Hey, Monica. Nice to talk to you. I love your show, and I think that you are you just you, you tell it like it is, and I really like that because I ask a lot of people, why don't people get down to the real issues and ask the real questions that matter? And what you know, I just want to know what your take is on maybe Donald Trump. You know, he's dabbled with the presidency before running for president and all, and backed out. And he, I think he made a statement. I heard it somewhere just a couple of months ago that he has done business with the Clintons and he's been good friends with the Clintons for many years. Do you think that it's possible that he could be just ripping down all these other Republican candidates so that he can leave nobody else electable but Hillary Clinton? I I do. I think that of all the possibilities, I think that's a, a, a highly likely one. And I'll tell you why. I read an article from, I think, September that said CNN news people were really annoyed, up in arms or something like that, about how the um, all Trump all the time mandate at CNN, at CNN. Mm -hmm. And then I read in December, uh, Jeff Zucker, the headline was something like Jeff Zucker, the head of CNN, turned Trump from a reality star into a presidential front runner. And then it went on to say that they give CNN gave 25 times the coverage to Trump of all the other GOP guys combined. And then you also have this leaked audio I talked about. I just posted it on Facebook where um, Mika Brzezinski of CNBC, Trump said, don't ask me hard questions. This was a leaked audio. And he, she said, OK, now why are all these people on the far left who obviously want Hillary to win? Why are they doing so much to promote Trump who, and this is the smoking gun, spends nothing? It's really statistically impossible or so improbable as to be impossible that he could win, be this far ahead without with spending virtually no money like he spends some money, but virtually no money, no super PAC money. It's just to me, that's obviously not possible. Well, it, it's a little bit scary to me, and I do believe, like you say, that it's already predetermined that the votes don't count. And I think through the second election of uh, uh, George Bush, you know, with Jeb being governor of Florida at the time and then the second election of Obama and now, you know, it just it's disturbing and scary, especially with Hillary and the Benghazi thing here and, you know, and all these private files. And I mean, that's what I actually think. The reason I think that Hillary is the one and I thought about this a lot. I kind of thought Jeb was going to be the one. I thought, how are they going to elect Jeb? He's unpopular. The right would really like it, but the left wouldn't. And then I, I thought, I mean, I can't. I do not have a crystal ball. Just because I know they're up to something doesn't mean I can outsmart them. I have no idea what they have planned. Uh, right. But the fishy things make me wonder. But the reason I think they want Hillary is because of that. They want to invade Libya. If you read, uh, for example, the Wall Street Journal, I mean, so many articles in there are, are pumping up how you know, we screwed up, we created this problem, we need to go in there, whether or not the Libyans allow it, stuff like that. So I think invading yeah. Libya is on tap. And who could get that done without protests out on the street? Hillary, who will claim she's trying to correct, you know, this crisis that we, she created. She will silence the anti-war left and at the same time will have a mandate for massive expansion of welfare. And if even if you think the banks run the world, they want all that because that's what gets us paying interest on a what's approaching $20 trillion in national debt. So that's why I think they 
in quotes, want her, and and that that's why they would be giving Trump all this free media. That's a brilliant outlook on it. Yeah, and I, I didn't think about it from that angle, but you know, I mean, being that we know, and, and, and apparently uh, Hillary, you know, she's been involved in some some so-called criminal activity, and she still has the possibility of being elected. There has to be an agenda to even allow her to run or get in the campaign yeah. to be president, you know, because, I mean, there's just too many things against her, too many obvious things that are definitely... And real scandals. You know, you know, that Fox, if Fox were really on her, on, on you know, on the side of the Republicans, but Rupert Murdoch owns Fox, and he uh, endorsed Tony Blair, who was the U.K. equivalent, or his newspaper did, U.K. equivalent of Bill Clinton back then. So it's not, I don't think he's ideological. I think he likes anybody who can deliver big government services to uh, cronies, I guess. And and the, so Fox could be harping on really profound scandals that haunted the Clintons and were loaded with smoking guns. And they they focus on the email gate thing, which I think doesn't really get the independence against her. You know, I just don't know if she gets elected. I just think that, you know, it's over for the United States of America. I mean, to put a, to, in my eyes, and this is just my opinion, to put a criminal in charge of, you know, our military commander in chief and of all the business of the United States, especially after we don't know what types of documents she's passed back and forth through these emails. And we're not going to find out, apparently. She supposedly slipped and hit her head when she was supposed to testify in the <laughs> yeah, trial. Yeah. She had a, a, a so-called brain injury, and now you know. But it's okay for her to be president. It's just, it's way too fishy, and it's really scary. And I just you know what what do we do about it? How do you how do you stop this train that's rolling so fast? You jump in front of it, you're liable to just get taken down. You know, I mean, it's, yeah. It's, I mean, I think I think that waking up is a good start. I think that as far as criminals taking over the White House, I'm reading stuff about LBJ that if it's true, that happened way back then, which I think probably was the real turning point. Maybe it looks like now is the turning point, but I think the real turning point was back then when the media stopped digging into uh, the Kennedy assassination, which um, I feel like once you have a cover-up, it's all over. But I think the criminality in the White House, I probably didn't start with LBJ, but um looks like we've had it since then. I'm going to Anthony. Uh, Anthony, you're on with Monica. Hello, Ms. Perez. Hi. Um, I had the pleasure of speaking with you once before when Eric Erickson ousted uh, Trump from his thing, and I found out that you uh, raised in the same neighborhood as Andrew Dice Clay or something. I don't know if you <laughs> yeah, he was Sheep Said Bay. Can you tell? I, I'm trying to uh, get over my accent. No, you can tell. Uh, your accent's great. I love it. But <laughs> me, this is more serious today. I, I really need to stick to the point. Go. And I've been thinking of things while I've been listening to you, like. Uh, I ran for president both last times just to get my policies out there. It wasn't serious, but this last time I was on YouTube and I made this about six months ago, I made this comment. I said, I'm not happy about this, but Hillary will be our next president. And I'll tell you why. Remember when that guy jumped out of that balloon? He went up higher than anybody. Yes, Felix something. I read about that two, two weeks before it happened on Yahoo. They accidentally streamed it and I read it. And I was wondering what was going on the two weeks leading up to it because I read it already. Okay, so then. Wow. Okay, when. Uh, I would not, you know, and there was a time when I'd be like, yeah, whatever, you're not remembering right. But now I just, I don't know, stuff like that. Oh, Newt Gingrich tweeted about the California terrorist attack 
when the Paris terrorist attack happened before the San Bernardino, and that's the truth. So go. You got like a, just one, uh, not even I'm a whole minute. Go. I found out what it's all about, Miss Perez. Okay, so when they said they killed Osama bin Laden, I researched it immediately and found out he's been dead for ten years. That's what I believe. Okay, when Obama won this last time, I typed in the search engine. Did Obama really win the election? I found all this mainstream media. So I typed it a different way. I typed, was the election rigged slash Bilderberg group? And what I found out was about a month and a half before the election on the people's court, the lady was talking to somebody about a dispute about a dog, and they accidentally streamed the election results, the final resort results on the networks. It said 41% or something like 51% Obama, something Romney. A month and a half before. And I'd like to think that our vote counted. I never thought that when I was kind of a young wannabe hippie. I thought, that, oh, we just see this on TV. But then I had the yeah. pleasure of working with a man that was a military lifer, a jet pilot. He I got to take a break, around. Anthony. I'm sorry to cut you off. I got to take a break. Uh, I'll address that right after the break. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750, WSB. I'm talking uh, about the deep state here, and I'm going to get back to that. It is 68 degrees outside the studio and an 8 on the Mellish meter. The weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. Uh, I have uh, time for some calls, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. I'm going to Mike in Atlanta. Hi, Mike. You're on with Monica. Mike, are you there? Yes. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, okay. What you got? Oh, okay. I, I've got a question. I hope it's uh, not uh, too off base, but uh, I just uh, had a theory that if everybody votes uh, for their uh, purse or income, uh, regardless of the party, I'm afraid that if we don't get on this budget deficit, that we don't have to worry about giveaways anymore because the government won't have any more money to give away. It's really worrisome. Uh, I mean, the the debt is like twenty trillion dollars almost. Why? Right. The most right. productive I, society in since the beginning of history of civilization. I I just heard something that uh, Henry wants to put all the the uh, new Syrian refugees coming in and and all the illegals on free. Obamacare. I just, I, I, I can't believe it. I did the math I, she didn't on this. Really say that, did she? This is the thing. There has to be something even more uh, sinister about the debt than just wanting to buy votes and give stuff away. Because if you look at it, the governments spend like seven of the U.S. spend something like $7 trillion a year, and most of it's just redistribution of wealth. I mean, you could, the top half of the country could write the bottom half like a twenty or $30,000 check every year with that. Like, there is no reason for anyone to be, even, even, in, a, even in a good faith socialist system, I'm, a, I'm an anarcho-capitalist, I'm not for socialism, but I'm just saying it's more about they want the debt. You're never going to defeat it. It's like the immigration thing. People want to build a wall. It's not about the wall. Ask right. Sweden. Ask Germany. It's not. It's about the government doing things it that it knows you don't want them to do. So they're just making up these conflicts when they're really just trying to bloat the government, get the debt, or even just keep us poor so we have no power. 
so the government's spending all the money regardless of the parties and the consumer voters whatnot are paying for it i think and i think it's it's more than yeah. just you know and i think it's it's for this hierarchical hierarchical system but you know i am going kind of deep down the rabbit hole i'm going to go to brad in atlanta uh brad you're on with monica I appreciate you taking my call, Monica, and I'm going to let you know I'm a Democrat right out front, and I, I just uh, I listen to your show often on the weekends, and it is really uh, bothersome and frustrating to hear uh, some of these callers calling in and just how completely uninformed uh, they are, um, and I think it's a, a really big problem today with the electorate in general on both sides is how distorted some of the facts on these issues have been and are and people stating things i mean you right, give an example i literally call in about saying that he heard election results on the people's court while they were talking oh about yeah i did mean dog. to address that I yeah mean, i don't yeah. know about that i mean i i will say that that newt gingrich did send out that tweet about paris and california terror attacks before so the newt San- gingrich knows about a terrorist attack beforehand and just happens to tweet it out is i that, just i mean is i don't know insinuating Oh, I don't know. I you look okay. up the tweet and tell me what you think. That's well, all I'm here, saying. Let me address one thing. because okay. there's so many things you could address. Right, give me one example. You know, one, one thing that is talked about so much and is is completely distorted is our debt and how it originated from and who's maybe more responsible than you know all both sides of the aisle are responsible. Absolutely. Do you think I'm defending the Republicans on spending? Well, I, I hope not. I no. hope not. Because no, no, you know, no. oftentimes the Republicans will call in or the right wing, uh, you know. No, that's a delusion in. they Correct. impose on the voters. And Monica, I honestly have to say, I wish you would point this out some more when you hear these callers call in. I feel like a lot of times you'll just kind of let them go on with the call and kind of maybe not agree with them, but maybe uh, not, you know, I think I will. I'll say this. I think that I do a pretty good job of not defending this knee jerk um, Republican thing. You know, I I feel like I'm the only one on the air who even says that. Not guilty of standing by was not saying. I mean, you do you do fight back a little bit on it. But one thing I just want to point out to people that is a complete fact. Okay, go. You got like ten seconds. Bush came into office. There was a surplus in our national budget. Okay, a surplus, meaning we had extra money left. Yes. Okay, and what he did is he introduced Medicare. Okay, the Medicare Medicare program is the second biggest expenditure in the last twenty years in our budget, completely total period. It is responsible for at least yeah. half of the national debt, right? Oh now. no, I'm it's I'm with you years. on all of that. I'm gonna I, I, curly light bulbs. He goes. Here's the thing. They do the exact same thing. The only thing I would say is an advantage is that they don't have the mandate to do it from the voters, so they have to be a little more surreptitious about it. But you're right. It was a huge thing. It was the biggest expansion of Medicare since Obamacare. That's why I'm a libertarian, and I stand to the principles, and I don't let the Republicans get away with that because it's getting old at this point. It really is that uh, the left says that they're against war, but they never stop perpetuating the war is the same as the right. The right says they're against uh, the welfare state, big government, and they never stop perpetuating it. That's why I think there's really just one party, and if you said they had one goal, I would say it's massive debilitating debt to keep America down. That's actually what I would say. If you had to pick one goal, that would be it. But we're going to keep talking about it. I'm going to talk about that Supreme Court nominee, 404 872 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is Monica Perez.
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.